Welcome to the Geek Geek Podcast, where we're phasing in today. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host, Beige. That sounded kind of like your lightsaber noise. Um, Today, we are talking about the MCU, because I've been re-watching it, and I had a bunch of thoughts that I just kind of get out there i'm not done i'm i'm well into phase two of the mcu and i'm probably well i'm i'm very much on track to finish all of it before infinity war comes out but i kind of just stumbled into this because i couldn't find a game that was really catching me and all of the ones that i knew would hook me um were a bigger time commitment and i have yakuza coming out and or yakuza 6 and i have god of war coming out this week so like i didn't want to oh, get into any week. of the big ones yeah they're both out this week as we're recording so yakuza was oh, out wow. today tonight while we're recording so by the time you're listening to this it's been out for a day at least and then uh, god of war is out friday ish something like that oh wow i didn't realize god of war was coming out so soon i thought it was later this month but i guess it's now later this month yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, instead of diving into a big game, because I didn't really have the time for it, I just kind of was like, oh, maybe I'll dip my toe in and watch Iron Man. And then I watched the first two phases of the MCU, which constitutes like six, seven movies, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Bunches. It's bunches of movies like that. That's all. That's the only way you can count them. Yes, yes, there are bunches of movies. So you said that you liked this idea, but you were kind of worried about attempting the same thing, right? Yeah, it's like everybody I know, like the internet as a whole is pretty much doing MCU rewatches, I think. And I keep seeing everybody talk about it. And I just, I love the idea, but I know how I get when I invest into one thing, just hardcore trying to get through something as large as the entire MCU. And I know that I would burn out on it and not enjoy Avengers uh, Infinity War. So I'm I'm listening to other people do it. I'm I'm very happy about that and i'm watching some of the movies that i want to that jennifer and i are getting through but nowhere near all of them maybe three or four well and i'm realizing as i'm re-watching them that i've only seen most of them like twice like i don't okay. i mean you know i don't rewatch movies that often so this is actually kind of a really nice refresher for me and this isn't the first time you've done a rewatch is it i think you did one a couple of years back right? no no i never did start to finish i think um I rewatched part of the ones leading up to Civil War, but I never did like a full start to finish rewatch, which is what I'm doing now for the first time. But, you know, the one thing I've noticed looking at your notes, you didn't do a complete start to finish rewatch because you didn't watch The Incredible Hulk. That was included in my Blu-ray special edition box set of phase one. So you started off with missing one. Well, yeah, but that one doesn't really actually count. I mean, I know that they say it counts, but it doesn't count. I know it's always super weird. I actually didn't know that it was considered phase one until I got the box set. I'm like, wait, the Hulk? Really? And uh, not the Hulk, excuse me, Incredible Hulk, the one with Ed Norton in it. And we actually watched it when we went through and watched all of the phase one movies when that first came out. And it was a much better movie than I remember it being that it wasn't nearly as terrible as I had put it in my mind. Well, and like, I guess maybe that's, uh, I mean, I have a ton of notes here. I think I mostly want to talk about phase two because my phase one thoughts aren't super like revelatory, but it was interesting to see which ones were like better or different or worse than I remembered. So I'm just going to dive into phase one here. I mean, I, I watched Iron Man and the main takeaway from it is like it's a solidly built movie, but it's a lot more violent than I remembered. Like yeah. I had considered having my daughter watch some of these with me because she's into superheroes. But then I sat down to watch Iron Man and it's like terrorists and blood and violence and like, you know, like Middle East terrorist. Vi- like it's it's a little too intense for like a seven year old to watch. Right. Um, so. Then I moved on to Captain America, the first Avenger, and it is way better than I remember. I know, I I told you, right? 
I know you did. I don't know why I didn't like it. Like, I think this was my least favorite phase one movie. And now it's probably my second favorite right behind the Avengers. Okay, that that sounds about right for me, because I loved this movie. And I don't know what it was. I've loved it from the beginning. And a lot of people were the same way that uh, that you were. But I knew going in initially that it was a period movie that was bookended by the modern MCU stuff. So I was going in expecting this. I was expecting a war movie and I was I was I got exactly what I wanted unlike like Rogue One where uh, I didn't really expect that kind of movie and so with this one I just love the characters it's always been one of my favorites because it just kind of works I'm not really sure I can put my finger on why but everything about it together is just so cohesive that it's one of my favorite MCU movies of all of them well and I think Cap has grown on me over time I don't think I actually liked him for a while like even oh. into the Avengers, I didn't really like him as a character, but as he's gotten fleshed out, especially into Phase Two, and then like with uh, Age of Ultron, and then he got Civil War, like he's grown on me so much as a character that now I can go back yeah. to that first one and enjoy it a lot more. And the, Captain America: The First Avenger was one of them that actually made me really like Captain America as a character, not even just as a movie character MCU. It let me f- see that character in a different light than I'd ever seen him in the comics. So I think that was one of the other reasons I liked it kind of the same way I liked Man of Steel because it let me see Superman in a light that I liked that character whether or not the movie was was great or not I mean I like Man of Steel but I love that character what they did with it and that's kind of why I love the first Avenger too is because it did the same thing for him yeah that's totally fair I mean I guess the other thing I caught with uh Captain America the first Avenger is that Red Skull didn't actually die he just kind of got absorbed by the cube so the Tesseract so yeah. he might show up in Infinity War because he very well could have gotten like teleported away and not actually been taken out of the picture. That is very true. I hadn't yeah. even thought about that. I Well, that's the thing is I forgot a lot. So watching these was good. Thor, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts except that like I think the galactic part is a lot better than the Earth part. And I still don't think the first Thor is a great movie. It's OK. It serves its purpose, but I don't love it. Um, it's pretty people saying funny things that that's exactly the way i look at the thor first two thor movies yeah and like for all three of these first movies i'm still just not a fan of origin stories and like that's going to come up again here in a little bit as i talk about other ones but like i just don't love origin stories and i've right. i've gone on rants about that so i don't need to right now but that plays into the how i feel about these first three but then um iron man 2 i liked it more than i remembered and Sam Rockwell as Justin Hammer is such a good performance. And that's like literally the only note I have about Iron Man 2. Because besides that, it's just kind of, yeah, it's a superhero movie. He fights someone with his same power set again. But he's so good as Justin Hammer. He is. He's really good. And apparently he's a super nice guy because the the dude, as you're watching it, when they're doing his his attache, the one with the helmet, like the the droid heads, uh, when he says, uh, try to put this helmet on and he tries to hit it on his head and he won't do it, that guy... That guy's from my hometown here, the where the town I live in. Uh, his name's Jack White. And so Justin Hammer, no, uh, Sam Rockwell thought he was funny enough and liked him enough. That's why he's in all of the other scenes that uh, because they got along so well and Sam liked him. And he owns a restaurant here and in the town that I taught in and is uh, is a really nice guy. So every time I watch that, I see Jack and I'm like, huh, that's awesome. And seeing Sam Rockwell, knowing that he was a nice guy to him, makes me like his performance even better in that one. That would. You're always looking for the personal connection. I, I do. I always do. I know. Um, and then the Avengers. I mean, the Avengers is still so good. It's it's amazing. It's easily the best phase one movie 
it yeah. might be i mean it's one of the best mcu movies still like it's so good and i have a feeling it's tying into infinity war as well i have a feeling that tony is going to finally go through with the sacrificing himself thing yeah i wouldn't be surprised there's a lot more through lines in like iron man um iron man 2 and like avengers and then iron man 3 than i had noticed before um right. there's there's a lot going on with tony that yeah i think it must come to a conclusion in one of the infinity war movies but yeah i mean we've talked about the avengers at length before it's just it's fantastic like as a movie it's just a fantastic movie Um, but that's kind of like the end of phase one and like you said i missed the incredible hulk hulk but that's okay phase two i had a lot more thoughts about just because i don't think it works as well i think they figured out how to do the origins they figured out how to tie them together and then they didn't really know what to do next is the feeling that i get going back to these movies would you say that's accurate i I feel like this one is kind of like that because i i see exactly what you're saying but it's almost as though they're trying to start producing it at this point this is where they realized okay what worked in phase one so now let's put all of these through lines for the next 20 years and they almost got ahead of themselves to start out with yeah like they got they, caught shifting gears and the first couple ones here are really rough with iron yeah, man they, 3 they, and they take thor. a stutter yeah they definitely do because iron man 3 and thor the dark world are easily the worst movie in all of the MCU, and they're right at the beginning of Phase 2. And then I think Age of Ultron is in there, but we'll get there later. I won't dwell on it. But I I like Iron Man 3. It's one where it is not that great, but I like it. I see. It, I just I don't I want to enjoy it more than I do. Um, You know, it's there's so many things in it that it just doesn't feel cohesive. There's like PTSD. There's the Mandarin who's not actually the Mandarin. He's just an actor. And then there's this like lame villain explodey blood DNA thing that makes them hot and melty and then they also try to tie in like politics and the president and oil and terrorism again which wasn't really part of the second one but they're going back to the origins of the first one and then there's like the flimsy suits like he's gone and made I mean like as a coping mechanism he's made 42 different suits by this point Mm -hmm. and they just fall apart in this movie in a ridiculous way that never happens in any of the Avengers movies or the other Iron Man movies. They're just like disposable, basically. Yeah. And like that's I mean, I think that's the most ridiculous part of the movie is the way that the suits are treated. I mean, with all the rest of it being bad also. But that might be the part that like bugs me the most for some reason. I have two issues with Iron Man 3 that keep me from like fully like getting into it is that the very end of it, whenever he gives up being Iron Man is never addressed again. They don't even talk about it in what what's the next one he's in? Is it Age of Ultron is the yeah. next one he's really in? Yep. Like they don't address it. All of a sudden he's just Iron Man again. And it's just like, well, okay, I guess Iron Man 3 didn't matter. And then I still I know I've ranted about this before, so I won't do it for a long time, but I have to bring it up. The stupid people not getting any idea of what the South is, like the location scouts didn't apparently do any work because the place where he crash lands is in jackson tennessee and it's all snowy and jackson tennessee has never seen that much snow like ever and they say they they go to chattanooga and they can't find a wi-fi signal because they're in the south and it's like chattanooga is becoming one of the new tech hubs in the united states and one of the maybe the first in the united states to have gigabit internet it's like they didn't do any research on that as their location scout so it's like where did the 
the MCU dropped the ball, and it was like right here. Everything about it just didn't work. Except I, I still can watch it, but it's like it's not good. Yeah, and I mean, I really do think the start of Phase Two is kind of a big stumble. I don't think people realized it as much at the time, but looking back at the movies we got before and after and how good they are on both sides of it for very different reasons, Phase 2 just does not work as well as the rest, except for, I think, Guardians of the Galaxy is a big exception there. Um, True. But the other ones just don't work as well as the rest of the MCU. The the other thing with this one is that I fast-forwarded through like half of it. Which one, Thor or Iron Man? Iron Man, Iron Man 3. Okay. So I watched the beginning and... Then I skipped like half and then I watched the end because it doesn't actually matter. Like not that much (laughs) happens in this movie that matters. And most of the middle has no impact on the story at all. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't. Yeah, I gave myself kind of my own editor's cut of that movie. And then, I mean, uh, one of our good friends of the podcast on Twitter that I talk to all the time, Brax Wolf, said they should have just brought Justin Hammer back. And I can't agree with that more. Like, yeah. yeah, they probably should have yeah. just grown on that and like worked on that. I think they did extremists because people wanted like fans wanted that story told and then they didn't do it right. That yeah, it was it one was of the most popular well. Iron Man stories. And I didn't like it in the comic, though. I didn't think it was terribly interesting then. So I didn't think it was terribly interesting in the movie either. But a lot of people liked it in well, the comic, and, at least. So next is Thor The Dark World, which for my money, is the worst movie in the MCU. This and Iron Man 3 are why I re- like I really hesitated to go back and do mm. a full MCU watch through. This is just the worst. It's, it's a bad movie. I mean, yeah. the MCU is essentially a really long epic TV series with a giant budget at this point. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. It is. Yeah, and it is. That's a good way of putting it. Thor The Dark World feels like a filler episode in the worst way. And you know how I hate filler episodes. Yeah. Um, it just it just really gets on my nerves. And the other thing is, like, I'm noticing the MCU does not do politics well. Like, every time it tries to touch on politics, it kind of fails in interesting ways. And hmm. a lot of Thor 2 comes down to politics between realms and, like, what constitutes war or not war. Or, oh, my gosh, we're on the bad side of the Dark Elves. Like, whatever. Like, they're just... They're not good at telling those stories. They shouldn't right. do it. So, Which they rectified in Thor 3 because all of a sudden there was a, a super bad villain that you could be afraid of for the first time in the Thor movies. Yes, that's true. Maybe in the first time in the MCU, to be fair, because they, they have a villain problem. Well, and I'm actually, yeah, they all that's a whole different discussion that we probably don't have time <laughs> for tonight. Um, yeah. The thing I'm kind of struck by rewatching these is how much each movie adds to the MCU, except for Iron Man 3 and Thor 2. Like, a lot of the other ones, even if they're tangentially related and they stand on their own, like Black Panther, for example, it very much stands on its own. You don't need to see any other movies. But if you have... That movie adds so much to the MCU, and almost every movie in the MCU does that. It expands it in an interesting way. Iron Man 3 and Thor 2 do not do this. Iron Man 3, the only thing that matters is that Peppy and Pepper Peppy. and Tony um, have more of a real relationship. Like, that's the only takeaway you need from that entire yeah. movie. And then and that's actually 2, my favorite part of it. That, that was actually why I like watching it is because of Pepper and Tony. Yeah, I mean, and that's fair if you really like those characters. But it's like, that's all that it adds to the whole mm-hmm. MCU. And then Thor 2, the only thing it adds that, like, the only thing it adds is that there's a red Infinity Stone. That's it. But everything else is just fluff. It's just complete filler. Like, I just do not like that movie. 
I think it's funny, though, just for a tangent on Thor 2, um, one of the reasons why it's so bad is that they did change directors, that they they were going to hire Patty Jenkins as the director of that, and then they got rid of her to bring in, I think it's Richard Branagh, maybe, is his name? I think I think that's who it is, the guy who did uh, the, some of the Disney stuff, too, the Cinderella, I think. And uh, Patty Jenkins would have done such a better job. She made... Natalie Portman, the reason she's not been back is because uh, she wanted to work with Patty Jenkins. And when all of that happened, they fired her and uh, she said she wasn't coming back. And so then Patty Jenkins went and made Wonder Woman and how good it was. Like, oh, man, Thor 2 could have been awesome. And then they fired the good director and got the bad one. And so I'm just like. I look at Thor 2 as what could have been, and then I'm like, okay, we'll just go watch Wonder Woman then. Yeah, that was a bad decision on their part. Um, so after that is Captain America Winter Soldier, which um, I like this movie a lot less than most people do. I still think it's way, way better than Iron Man 3 or Thor 2. I still think it's a really strong MCU movie, and structurally, it is totally sound. Like, it has a really good structure as a movie. Yeah, um, the Russo brothers knocked it out of the park on this one. This one made me a fan of them. They... Okay, that's I can see where you're coming from. I don't agree, but uh, they did do a good job. I just don't think that they knocked it out of the park. I do like Black Widow in this movie a lot and like the relationship growth between her and Cap. I think that adds a lot and they both get really good character development. This is kind of like a spy and political thriller, but yeah. and that on its own is kind of hit and miss with me as a genre. So that's okay. part of it here. I don't think this movie works as well as it could have and um, i adore spy and political thrillers like this kind of action movie i love it's one of my favorite kinds of action movies so that may be why i don't think they took it far enough i think that's my problem with it is that it's trying to be too many things it's not just a spy movie because i like a good spy movie but this is a soldier movie and it's a spy movie and it's a political thriller and it's a buddy movie and it's very much i know that how you told me superheroes aren't a genre and i agree <laughs> but it's still trying to be just like a superhero movie in the most superhero way you know what i mean yeah i do and, and if they cut out the buddy movie part i would have been fine because i know bucky people love bucky for some reason and i don't get it well I okay just... hang on i'm gonna get to that in a second because that's my biggest okay. gripe um so all of that and then they have like the gunship and the big brother plot there's just a lot going on in this movie and it's yeah. long for that reason but i think that they could have cut out some of that and had a stronger movie for it i do think the captain america movies work better in context with each other because there are mm-hmm. through lines that i missed the first time around that i'm seeing now that i'm watching them all within like a couple days of each other so i like this movie a lot better in the context of you know the first avenger and the uh, the avengers movies and then also uh civil war so knowing that this is a middle one it makes it stronger for me with all of that said i don't like bucky as a character i think that he is just i just he's not interesting and everyone i talk to who defends him is like a comic book person and oh like I have never met anyone who really, really likes Bucky who has only seen the MCU. Everybody, I feel like, who says that he's such a good character and this movie is so great because of him is coming to it with all of this comic book baggage that I just don't have. And he just shows up out of no Like, I did not know who he was. My brother and I were talking about this online. Um, I had to Google who he was after this movie. And oh, maybe that makes this much less impactful for me. I don't know. And I know it hurts people to say that. I know that people think 
where I shouldn't say they think. I know for some people, this is the strongest MCU movie, and it's just not even close for me. And I really like it. It is up there in the very top tier for me. I love this movie. But Bucky is really the weak point because I knew that he was the Winter Soldier. I have a little bit of hit the, the comic baggage because of that, and I don't like him. And then he is even less interesting in the MCU than anywhere else. He is so bland in this. It's just like he takes off his mask, and you find out it's Bucky, and it's like, okay, they... They had a little bit of time together, you know, they're friends. And they, they didn't do anything to build up that relationship. And so much of the MCU has been based on that relationship. And I don't, that's one of the main parts I think that doesn't work about the entire thing. Well, and he is barely in Captain America, Captain the first America. Avenger. Yeah. And so when his like face reveal in this movie, I remember seeing it in theaters and like his face is revealed and Captain America looks like, oh my gosh. And I was like, who is that? Like, I, I don't know who that is. He's a guy. I mean, yeah, that does look like a, a generic white guy with a beard. I agree. Yep. Like, his beard doesn't look that impressive, Cap. Is that why you're upset? Like, <laughs> I did not understand why that was a big deal. And I think that's a failure of, like, filmmaking. Just it to, is. to not contextualize it before he shows up. And it, it absolutely is. That was the same way. If I hadn't known the Winter Soldier was Bucky going in, there's no way I would have recognized him. Yeah. Because I, I thought they had changed actors. To be completely <laughs> honest, like I knew it was Bucky, but I thought that it wasn't Sebastian Stan. Yeah, so I've been very much like live tweeting as I'm watching through these movies in rapid succession. So I have to say thanks to Rob from the comic box and to Complicit Owl, who's a friend on Twitter. Thank you for debating me about this movie and talking about Bucky. I feel like it made my opinion more clear to myself, which I always appreciate, even though I disagree with you guys very strongly on it. Um, but then uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, and this is one where I know you like to fight me on it. I really yeah. like this movie. I, I know ooh. that you don't. But yes. I, I, I understand to some extent why I get so much hate. There's a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot of setting up for phase three and for like other stuff that's coming down the line. But I like the Avengers movies. I like that this one, I might like this one better. Like this is personally, I don't think structurally it's better than the Avengers, but I think personally I would rather watch this movie than the Avengers a lot of the time because what? they are already established as a team. It is not an origin story. And this is where I said I was going to come back to the origin story thing. The Avengers, that first movie, is an origin story of the Avengers. Oh, this yeah. This is not. This is like they're already set as a team. I mean, the first scene in the movie is them working really well together in kind of an epic fight where it jumps between all of them in a really cool way. And it takes it from there. And the rest of the movie is about like interpersonal conflict within a team and i think that is just so fascinating um not only that but it has like snappy dialogue that i really like it has that joss whedon dialogue that joss whedon feel to it and there's a lot of fun in this movie that's just missing in other movies in the mcu so oh yeah i always like to think about the hammer scene when they're all trying to pick up thor's hammer i love that scene so much and that's one of the best scenes in any of them, to be honest. I mean, that one, just the recurring gag of the hammer and how they're dealing with it just makes me, it just makes me happy. But one of the things, like, Jennifer gets really annoyed at me for saying this movie is so bad because she really likes it. But to me, it's just, it, ha it has no real narrative there. There's no real emotional punch to any of it that it's like, it, it honestly, and you're going to, you're going to roll your eyes and get so mad when I say this too, but it's kind of like Batman versus Superman in, in, in 
the way that it has all of the right pieces there, but it doesn't tie any of them together. It hits all of the points, but it doesn't really flow through them where it doesn't make any kind of clear, cohesive narrative through it. It just makes sure that it paints by the numbers of Tony did this, bad guy came out, we're going to fight him. And outside, because of that, even the really cool uh, personal stuff with them interacting feels thrown in because none of this one feels earned to me it, See, it just i can't to me I, I, the ugh. the narrative or the the personal conflict is the narrative like everything else outside of that is like secondary the fact that they are not getting along and they're disagreeing and like tony caused everything that goes wrong in this movie basically that's the plot like that's where the core like emotional center of this movie lies it's not with ultron ultron's just there in the background like i could take him or leave him he's not that important the important part is like them being a team at the beginning and then having all of these problems within their team and all this interpersonal conflict and growth as a group and then coming back together at the end like that's the movie for me all of the other stuff connected to the mcu and ultron and all of that is kind of like yeah whatever like it's fine it's good enough for what it needs to be but that's not why i like this movie and that's kind of why i don't because and, and i mean i like that part of it but it's the the fact that it is in the background where it honestly feels a lot to me like the story in thor 2 in the dark world where it didn't really matter that that's kind of the way this is it was a stop to move into phase three and get to civil war where i love the characters but the story itself just it it was a story that was being told instead of a story that I wanted to invest in where I wanted it to be something to invest in. And see, I think the story's fine. I think it's, I don't think it's like the be all end all of stories, but I thought it was totally fine. Like if totally in line with the other good MCU movies, this main story is right there. It's just all of the interpersonal stuff. Like that's why I like this movie. And that paired with the dialogue just totally works for me. Um, and, you know, I like team movies where they're playing off each other. Like, that's probably right. why I like this. It's why I like Civil War a lot. It's also why I like Thor Ragnarok and both of the Guardians movies. Like, those and this are my favorite movies in the MCU. Like, if I could pick any to just rewatch on a given day, it's going to be one of those four, or I guess five, because there's two Guardians movies. Those are the ones that I'm going to pick from, because that's what I, I enjoy out of these. I guess I've come to understand. Well, that's good. I mean, that's something that, that you know that you like, that you can go back, rather than than just be like I don't that that you're you're aware enough of your own tastes I guess to be able to know what which ones you're picking I'll, yeah. I, I always I mean, respect that in somebody it's one of the reasons that I really am excited for Infinity War because it's such a huge team movie and those are all the ones that I've liked so far those are the ones that I have actually gone back to more than once because like I said rewatching this all of them start to finish um except for when I do my own editor's cut of the boring ones yeah. they you know I'm I'm realizing that I only watched a lot of these once or twice ever because I don't know. They just didn't hook me in the same way. But I've watched Age of Ultron. I've watched Civil War. I've watched Thor Ragnarok and both the Guardians movies multiple, multiple times, like probably like three to ten times each, depending on which movie in there. And all of the other ones, I think I'd watch two times maximum. Okay. So and again, this is something that I came to realize by rewatching it. So I'm really glad that I went back to square one and I started doing this again. And I haven't done that, but Jennifer and I will go through and watch these just when we feel like it. We've not gone all the way through and done a complete rewatch of any of them. 
Yeah, and I mean, um, Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man are the other two from Phase 2. I haven't gone to yeah. Ant-Man yet, but Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think I have a lot to say about, except that it's just fun. Like, I like that movie. I like it. It's a fun team movie. It's funny. It has a good soundtrack. It's a good enough pace that it always keeps me engaged. Like, I just like that movie. Do you I'm, Do you have any thoughts about it beyond that? Not really. It's, okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I, it's fun. It, it's one of them where it... I will go back and watch it over and over again, too. It it goes in there with a movie that if I need something on the TV, that's a great one just to throw on, have in the background, and do something else. I, I, I just love Guardians of the Galaxy. It's probably why I was more disappointed in the second one, though, because I love the first one so much, and that the second one didn't vary enough from it, and I felt that they went to sequelitis in it, that they didn't hit, do a lot new stuff, a lot of new stuff with it, and that's what I was wanting, like a uh, uh, a bigger sequel, kind of like they went from First Avenger to Winter Soldier, how it was still the same kind of movie, but they they really expanded it. I love the first one so much that I wanted that out of the second one, and that's the reason I haven't gone back and rewatched it. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's fair. I mean, um, so that's where I stopped, like, with Guardians, then I'm going to keep going to Ant-Man, and I'm going to do all of Phase 3 before Infinity War. But we are, again, behind the scenes here, like we do every once in a while. We're recording two episodes tonight, and then after that, the week that we're back is going to be Infinity War, and then we're going to have a ton of geekery to catch up on because we're working ahead here. So I... Don't think I'm going to come back and do a full episode on phase three and my thoughts about it because they're going to be a little out of date at that point. Although I have been talking to Rob and I might jump over to the comic box and do a full episode with him because he is also rewatching all of the MCU. So if that happens, I will let you know for uh, sure. Um, that's probably it for the main topic. Our geeky offer of the week really quick. You can always go to audibletrial.com slash geek to geekcast and get a book on us. You can get a one month free trial, which includes a free book and you can cancel it if you want. doesn't matter. Either way, it helps us out and you get a free book. Our recommendation this week is head on which neither of us had listened to or read yet <laughs> because it literally came out today but both of us are excited it's a scalzy book it's a follow-up to lock-in which both of us really liked so we're, we're recommending it in the blind if you're interested in scalzy and you've read lock-in go check out head on because we're both anticipating it being good i suppose yeah we we both got excited when we got a notification that it was released today and if you've listened to the podcast before uh you know that we don't pay attention to when books are are coming out so we get surprised so we got surprised so surprised for you too go get it and so will we <laughs> yeah and we always like to say hi to everybody on the network and you should listen to them if you're not um i know geekitude this week they're doing an interview with the author of a geek's guide to cross stitch so i'm actually really interested in That's gonna be really what cool. they talked about yeah um tea time with katie and Chelsea, they did like a deep dive, like a book club on Warcross this week. Um, the comic box is Rob. He did an Infinity War prep part two, which he's getting into a bunch of the really, I don't, I don't want to call it funny. It's really interesting Thanos stuff with the Infinity Gauntlet from like the early 90s that is just kind of very 90s comics, but yep. very good context for what's going to come out in Infinity War, I'm sure. And then uh, a non-network shout out. Beyond Boss Fights is back. And Yay! Yeah, like I, I mentioned earlier, Brax Wolf is a f uh, fan of the show. No, not a fan of the show. He's a friend of the show. And he's a friend of the show, yeah. He's, um, he's one of the guys that goes way back to blogging for both of us. Well, his podcast has been off the air since 2016, and they just released their first episode back again. Yes, so they are back. So if you've never checked out Beyond Boss Fights, it's not dissimilar to us but they focus on different topics um and they're probably each about 10 years older than we are so if you want 
uh, a couple geeky guys talking about geeky things every week, maybe a little bit more towards the IT side, maybe a little bit more towards the MMO side, and 10 years older than we are, um, go check out Beyond Boss Fights. I highly recommend it. Yeah, super good. Super good, folks. With that, it's time for Weekly Geekery, where we share what we've been geeking out about this week, and we split our geekery into two because we're recording two episodes back-to-back here. Why don't you go first? Before... Before you dive in, do you have any important cake-related updates? I saw this in the notes, and I laughed so hard. So yes, I do. Um, after the after the cake weekend, um, I started feeling pretty bad. All of my runs that week were really terrible, and my wife kind of looked at me, and in the in the nicest way possible, she told me that I needed to eat more real food instead of subsisting on oatmeal, Cheerios, frosted mini wheats, and Lenny and Larry's protein cookies, and that I needed to have you know real food and she was absolutely right on that so she has uh, been really on me about that just making sure that I'm I'm getting nutrition while I do this because I've had a real sweet tooth while I'm running it's like carbs and sugar carbs and sugar that's what I want but it makes me feel terrible so like tonight she uh we brought she brought subway home uh because we're packing for a trip and yeah i gotta get that uh, real food subway well well it's got meat on it well my point is it like like she was getting something quick that would have meat on it and uh, wasn't like mcdonald's food and the text i got was what do you want from subway spoiler something with meat on it and i was i just laughed because she uh because it was like yeah she's making sure to take care of me because there's no way she's letting me go run these races at disney and uh feel as miserable as i did last week after subsisting on cake and cheerios that's probably a really good idea yeah she takes care of me i'm very lucky and uh then i mean i guess my other geekery the only other thing is i've got my races at disney this week i've been prepping for them i signed up for the races in november and i've got my star wars 5k 10k and half marathon on friday saturday and sunday of this week Uh, as you guys are listening to this i am driving down i've probably just arrived at uh orlando orlando at the hotel and i'm gonna get start getting ready and star warsing out for the next uh the next few days so i'm I am I am mega excited about this one. Um, getting like seven medals and uh, my second half marathon ever, and the first in like three years. So I'm I'm pretty stoked to finally be getting back into that level of fitness that I was at three years ago before injury and anxiety and uh, bad job stuff and career transitions. Like I'm I'm in a good place, and a lot of it is because of Star Wars and Disney. So I'm I'm really excited that that's culminating this weekend. Dude, I'm super excited for you. I'm really excited to see. I'm sure you're going to text me with everyone. So I got to I got to know how it yep. goes. Oh, and I've also bought a speaking of that, I bought a cheap action camera on on eBay, not eBay, uh, on Amazon that was like $30 that does pretty decent enough like still photos and stuff that I'm going to put in my pocket and just take random snippets of things while I'm there. So I'm going to try to put something together really terribly just to uh, have some geeky stuff to show around with all the Star Wars stuff. So um, I'll have a lot to show you and talk about. Yes. Keep an eye on social media for BJ at Professor Beige on Twitter and other places because I'm sure you'll be posting a lot of stuff. But that's also why we're double recording tonight. So when you guys are listening to this, if you're listening right near the time it comes out, he's probably on his way down there. And then if you're listening to the next episode right when it comes out that we're recording immediately after this he's on his way back still yes so, yep 
that's well, why we're double recording yeah, exactly cool no i'm excited to hear about those and this is another reason that we're gonna just do a pure geekery episode on whatever the the week after infinity war because i gotta hear the debrief on the races mm. when we get to that point um cool this week i did uh i finished assassin's creed origins which i talked about the last week or two in a row um i'm glad that i played it i'm glad that i beat it I just hope that the next Assassin's Creed game picks a better location and fixes some of the mechanics that really bug me. Like, I yeah. want my assassin to feel like an assassin again. I should not Did be able... Did he not in this one? No, and I think at the core, that's the thing that bugged me the most, was that, like, if I played it stealthily, I could sneak up on people, but, like, if you weren't high enough level, which is very arbitrary, then when you snuck up on somebody, um, you couldn't instant kill them, no matter, like, oh. how stealthy where you were. Like, you can stab them right in the neck. And they would just be like, oh, yeah, I lost some of my health, but I'm a higher level than you are. So, I mean, that at its core was yeah. the biggest thing that bugged me. I hope they make assassins feel like more assassin-y again next time. So we'll see. It'll probably be another year. I mean, and that's a valid concern. Did you go through any DLC as you went through it this time? No, no. I just wanted to main path, like critical okay. path it so I could say that I had finished it because it was bugging me that I had a main Assassin's Creed entry that I had not beaten. So it's yeah, done now. It's uninstalled from my hard drive. It will not be back. But I'm glad that I went back and beat it. And I was not hate playing. I was enjoying it. Uh, just enough. <laughs> just enough to get through it. Um, Still love the phrase hate play. Yeah. And then the other thing that I did this week was I watched the beginning of Lost in Space, which is a Netflix original that's a remake of a show from the, I actually don't know, 60s? Is it I 60s? Say 60s? I think it's 60s. Yeah. The original, as I understand it, is they get lost in space, but it's mostly like a family sitcom type of thing. And it's more about like the playful, fun, like family getting together on a, you know, strange space place. And this Netflix original remake, it is a sci-fi thriller, but it also has that kind of family bonding feel-good tinge to it, which is really interesting i like it a lot i think bj is doing research right now i see him writing so he can report back here in a second um, oh no but, it was the 60s that's what okay. i was looking up it was it was mid 60s okay cool um so i really like that though because I, i've seen some clips from the original and it's just a little too hokey a little bit too like oh family bonding feel good type of brady bunch almost not quite brady bunch it, but it, yeah but it has that feel I, i've yeah. seen a bit of the original on honestly nick at night and things like that growing up and that's really what it feels like it's one of those and and it's good for what that is but if that's not your thing it's not your thing yeah and it's not my thing except in very specific circumstances like fuller house that first season i was like yeah this is perfect but fuller house every season son I think I'm a couple seasons behind now at this point. Oh, man, I loved it. We watch it the weekend it comes out. But I really, really like Lost in Space as a sci-fi show and awesome. as a thriller. Like, I was not on the edge of my seat, but I definitely felt, like, the tension in the first couple episodes and, like, legitimately feeling worried for the characters like they were in legit danger which you don't awesome. get a lot of the time in shows but then yeah it just had just enough of that like family family feel goodness to it that that was kind of nice too so i'm gonna watch more i think it's only like 10 or 13 episodes and i'm two episodes in right now great like i didn't know it was out i knew it was coming out and when i saw it in your geekery i i didn't know that it was out i thought this was an oh i'm looking forward to this kind of thing but no that that's great i can't wait to dig in on it myself 
Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, that's probably it for this week because we have to record another episode right now. But you can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. We also have longer discussions on our threads on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash geek2geekcast. And we're on Slack too, so go to slack.geek2geekcast.com for your invite. And we're also part of a podcast network like we mentioned before, so head over to geek2geekcast.com and see all of our shows. I blog at angrymushroom.com. And you can find me at GRN Mushroom. That's Green Mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beege, and you can see all of my Disney and related running stuff at runningshoes.tv. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. We've been Void and Beege with your Geek Geek podcast. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. Bye, geeks. Comics. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on the Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for the Comic Box each week right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie! Yes? Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice and download our podcast today. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek.